in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Top 10. I am John Roca. And I am Matt Nost. We're here to bring you another movie discussion this week, uh, this time for the release of The Fablements, the new Spielberg film. Yeah. And we are electing to focus on one of its actors, Mr. Seth Rogen. So that is going to be the basis of today's show. But how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Struggling a little bit. I'll say right off the bat, I got the... Um bivalent uh booster and the flu shot back to back one at each arm yesterday afternoon so i'm still kind of struggling putting it together but uh i'm here to do the show i'm looking forward to talking about these movies a guy who's vacillated between comedy and serious stuff and much more serious stuff over the last few years trying to establish himself as more than just a comedy guy and i think doing a nice job of it to be honest with you so i'm looking forward to fablemans which i'm seeing on monday see what he does um yeah, he's he's handled it uh, pretty well. He's he's chosen interesting uh, uh, projects to venture out into. Yeah, yeah. The dramatic side, and he's done some others that are like a little bit somewhere in between. Yeah, right. Good point. Um, which I've enjoyed thoroughly. And for this list, like the guy's got a fairly long filmography, so yeah. I kind of skewed more towards okay, the larger your part, yeah, then I'm gonna shoot that up the list higher yeah, yeah and then yeah. there's a whole bunch of ah, oh, he's great in these two three scenes in this movie right which he seems to sign up for uh, a decent amount yeah yeah so those end up you know near the bottom of the list uh but yeah it makes for an interesting filmography when you go through and look at it all yeah absolutely how are you man how are things on your end uh i'm good i'm yeah. good uh, no complaints okay. um you ever uh i just noticed this today well not noticed it today but okay uh, open up twitter yeah you know how you go to the news section yes and whatever or the whatever's trending section yeah yeah i think almost every time i do it's like fans are celebrating the birthday of and i never know who the fucking person is <laughs> and it's the number one trending birthday i never know who it is well, it's Scorsese's 80th. I would like to think you know Scorsese. Is there uh, someone It didn't else? come up on my Twitter. It came up as some, uh, it's, it's like a Middle Eastern actress, I believe oh, it was. Okay, all right. I don't know why I'm getting that. I get Bollywood actors and actresses. Ooh. I get musicians I've never heard of. Interesting. I, okay. It's not like I click on those things on Twitter, so I don't know why the algorithm would be feeding it to me. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, it's like every, every other day, it's like, Hey, fans are wishing so-and-so birthday. And I literally have to Google that. And even most times when it comes up, it's like, Oh, they're famous for this. Be like, I've never heard of any of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what any of those things are. Wow. I mean, wow. Okay. I, I haven't, I don't got, uh, mine is pretty simple. I'm just looking at mine and it's like, yeah. Um, 1899 on Netflix, which is coming out, uh, CM Punk, uh, which of course means you know, the wrestling stuff, Willow. With the TV series, which is coming out, um, and Infinity War again for some reason. So, but I guess every day Marvel's trending. 
Yeah, I mean, I have eighteen ninety nine. I have a bunch, yeah. some politics stuff, some music stuff with like the Ticketmaster, Taylor Swift. Oh right, things, yes, yes, yes. Britney Griner, but right at the very top it says "Happy Birthday, Nyanthara." Yeah, N a y a n t h a r a. Yeah, I don't know who you are. It's huh. a fair point. Fair point. I didn't yeah, know I, if it was just one of those where it's like, oh, well, they're huge. They're huge Bollywood actors. So there's a hundred million people engaging with it because there's, you know, 500 million fans. Right. right. To pay attention to. She's uh, an Indian actress and producer. Oh, wow. Shout out to her, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Still don't know who you are. But <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. Every other day it's like, and fans are saying, but, you know. And it's like, oh, this person is huge on TikTok. It's like, I'm not even on TikTok. I've never been on TikTok. Tickety talk. I, I don't do any of it. Why? I, this is crazy. Why are you sending me this? It's all connected, isn't it? Because I was type, I was working on our Seth Rogen list yesterday. And I um I went to YouTube right afterwards just because I was going to check, you know, where I'm at on, on the channel. And two you two Seth Rogen clips were suggested. I was signed in. And so two Seth, and I had not been looking at Seth Rogen clips at all. I was just writing down in the notes app what, you know, what I was interested in and which ones I wanted to take a look at. And so I was going to YouTube to watch Seth Rogen scenes, but I had not even typed in Seth Rogen in the search bar. And there were two of them there. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, it was yeah, I don't know. YouTube's algorithm is amazing and terrible simultaneously yeah. for yeah. me. Yeah. Because it's recommended numerous channels that I never would have found on my own. Mm -hmm. And I have subscribed to those channels now. I'm like, oh, that's great. I do. Yeah. But then other times, it, for some reason, recommends shit that I will never watch. <laughs> and I have to click the do not recommend this channel. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, at what point I watch something. And now they're like, well, we're pretty sure you like these things. Like, I don't. <laughs> I genuinely don't. Stop fighting it. Yeah. And I still get like once a week, you know, that those first Eight uh, videos that show up, yeah, uh, it's, 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 precisely. Huh? Today, it's not the one we recommended last time. It's a different channel, but the exact same thing. No, no, no. Come on, come on. I don't don't recommend this channel. A couple days later, seventeenth times the charm this week. We're wearing blue. No. We're wearing blue today. Come on, try us out. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> and then other times, yeah, it'll give the best recommendation be like oh, i had no idea this type of thing existed yeah yeah that's crazy uh, um anything going on in the nba anything going on in the sports that you want to discuss i mean there's all kinds of sports stuff but we don't you're sick you really want to like meander through sports and I mean, all that jazz <laughs> just i guess i will so. say i don't know congrats I, to the wizards you guys have rattled off several impressive wins as of late you guys took a loss last night, I think, if I saw that. Yeah, correctly. we're taking a lot of losses lately. Oh, really? Oh, I'm sorry, man. Oh, that uh, was the most you know, insincere, I'm you know sorry, why? I've heard. I can't ever express to you uh, a sympathy for your team. You always take offense to it, so I never know how to, how to present it. Because I, I, when you're smiling, I feel so bad for you. That's awful. Hey. Although I did um, text my one and only Kings friend about their 153 <laughs> points they put up. And I was like, are you oh, fucking my. kidding me with this? Oh, my. Yeah, what about that, dude? That was yeah. insane, right? That was oh, an ass kicking. Shit. Yeah, it was not the biggest ass kicking I've seen, but it was an ass kicking. Yeah, yeah. I, I, sometimes I'll, um, 
listen to ESPN radio on Sirius in the morning. Like I'll just be flipping and I'm like, all right, I'll listen for a couple hours or an hour rather. And uh, this, I've never heard of the show Carney and Karn or whatever it's called. And don't know it. They were way, they were laying into the nets and they had Tim Legler on there, which well, I hadn't seen in a while yeah. and heard from in a while talking. I used to watch Tim all the time. So he was talking about it. And I can't, I forgot that it's been four years. Like I thought it was like entering their third year this year, but no, it's been technically because Durant was out. Oh, with right. Injury. First year. That's right. Because of the yeah, injury. That right. shit doesn't count. I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Kyrie was there. And well, Kyrie was just like three years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although they've been playing better without Kyrie. Which but, is crazy. Which is crazy. I mean, yeah, they were talking about really that, how Durant's numbers are better when Kyrie doesn't play. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? But Kyrie's, but uh, Durant's comments uh, listing his teammates. Yeah, I know. I threw him under the bus for some reason. It's very undurant like. Right? It was very weird. And Sarah Spain was arguing on her show later in the day because I was just, I got in the car later in the day and it, she was on, I can't remember who shows the show. But she was defending Durant and saying that why are we allowed to say the truth about the situation, but Kevin isn't? And the other dude who was the co host on the show with her was like, um, Sarah, like this is a locker room. You can't. Yeah, you got to go back into that locker room. And she's like, "Well, they need to be aware of where they are on the totem pole." They do. Yeah. You don't need to tell them. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Sarah would like it if you know someone from ESPN walked in and was like, "Yeah, Sarah Spain is like a role player yeah. on ESPN." Well, you read the uh, the reason that this show doesn't do as well in ratings as the others. Well, look at the on air hosts. <laughs> I mean, look at the line. Yeah. Why would anybody tune into this? They like her but they think you're yeah. dog shit like, and for okay. the record i like sarah i'm just saying she i'm sure she wouldn't appreciate it if they had said it in that manner but yeah but um but i i almost retweeted that comment and was like does anyone want to show him the lineups that lebron dragged to the finals in cleveland i would argue they're just as bad yes. or worse i mean but the east was much weaker when oh. he was doing that it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fair, actually. That's the East totally right now is, there are some juggernaut teams. Yes, there are. You're right. You're absolutely right. No, Boston. And especially if Atlanta's going to play this well, although yeah. I am a full-on hater, and I'll admit to it. Of Atlanta? Is it Trey yeah, Young? Yeah, I don't like Trey Young. I've never liked Trey Young. I find his game bullshit, wow. especially when he was doing that stop at the free throw line to draw a foul on his defender because he's trailing him. I fucking hated that. I'm glad they legislated it out, but I thought it was bullshit. And it's just a cheap way to get free throws, and it's not fucking part of the game. It is not the Ooh. spirit of the game, and you goddamn well know it, Trey. Listen You're taking advantage of the system. Oh, yeah, I am a hater, full People, on. Clearly. <laughs> and then DeJounte Murray was just acting like a dick all summer, and I was like, well, that's perfect to yeah. bear him there. But they have so much young talent. Yeah, they're, uh, really they're super interesting. I still think that they're hurting themselves by not having a lot of the three-point shooting that they've had in the past, especially yeah. letting somebody like Herter go. But I understand you got to make, you know, cut somewhere. Yeah. They look pretty legit, and they're deep, and they're young. I just like that they don't need Trey to play well every night. Like, that's a good yeah. sign for them. Like, they don't need Trey yeah. to carry the workload. You don't, you don't need a high-efficiency, or pardon me, a high-volume, low-efficiency shooter, because that's always, that's the other thing, man. That dude jacks and is a dog-shit shooter for as much as he jacks. He's a way better shooter than I am. I'm not trying to sit here <laughs> well, and say. I mean, yeah, but you're assessing NBA, man. He's yeah. Like, but you look at the sheer the volume that he's shooting, and like your percentages do not justify you shooting 24 times a game. They just yeah, don't. Yeah. Good point. 
yeah, there are more, there's more talent on your team than this. Whereas uh, Luca is taking just as many shots and be like, well, I, I, I don't think the depth on Dallas is as strong as Atlanta's. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's true. Um, Let's segue over to real quick. Did you end up seeing Wakanda forever? Do you have any quick thoughts? Did we talk about it last? I don't forget. I don't think we talked about it last week. So uh, I have. I elected to see the Banshees of Inisherin when I went to the movie theater last. <laughs> That's right. We talked last. Week. Oh, we did not talk. I just saw it a couple days ago. That's a good movie, Banshees of Inisherin. I like. I that. thought it was all right. I was expecting. Okay. I don't know what I was expecting, mm-hmm. but not. I'm assuming that is what an allegory or a metaphor for the Irish civil war. Yes. Yes. Which you could hear throughout the whole movie. And you could, but then once you understand like that, that was my, I didn't know anything as per usual. Yeah. I try not to watch the trailers and then coming out. I was like, I guess that's what that was about. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of a sudden you don't want to be together. You don't want to be friends. Like what's yeah. this all about to the point where eventually you have to choke on my indignity. And then now I am I'm apologetic about that and wanting to end this fracas and is bridge too far that you have yeah. burnt at this point and i'm fucking done with you it's pretty good yeah uh i thought colin was great so um do you buy oscar buzz for him that's what people are saying oscar yeah, I, buzz think I do at this point because i don't know many other, i don't not many other actors stick out to me right now and I, again i haven't seen the fablemans i haven't seen yeah they <laughs> hear nothing but great things yeah me too i haven't heard a few i haven't seen a few, like i haven't seen the menu I don't know good how Rafe is in that, and I don't know. I'd be shocked know. if the menu, yeah, it gets nominations out of it. Fair point. Um, it's just a thriller of kind of I don't know, it, yeah, horror type thing. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. I know what you mean. Not horror, but horror. Yeah, I I tell you what, I tell you, he probably won't get nominated. He sound like Rodney Danger. I tell you, uh, um, Jonathan Majors in um, Devotion, he is fucking excellent. The film itself. Not quite up to snuff, a little lifetimey at time, even though it's an, at times, even though it's an important movie. I think it's damn good to, to to explore the first black naval navigator rather in 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 um in our country's history. And mm-hmm. but um he delivers a wonderful performance. It's just the film itself doesn't hundred percent live up to it. And honestly, it's living in the shadow of Top Gun Maverick, and because it doesn't yeah. um match up. Um it's especially with Powell. Being yeah. in there as well, it's yeah. like oh, okay, this is a feels like a, a on the coattails of yeah, yeah. Um, he has even more to do in this movie, and I think they made the right decision in Maverick keeping him in spots. Yeah, nothing against Glenn Powell. I think he's a good actor. I just don't think he's. I think there are emotional moments where I'm watching the film. I'm like, yeah, I don't believe you, but okay, you know. Um, but yeah. Anyway, Wakanda thoughts. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't seen it? Okay, okay, okay. Um, all right fair enough fair it's enough. it's i i genuinely think i'm getting to superhero Ooh, my limit it, it took me forever to see black adam yeah well that's you know, it's black adam. yeah it was all right <laughs> yeah it wasn't great it was all right yeah. it was all right he i i liked him yeah yeah he's, he's a personality for days man it's as average as that film is it's one of his better in my opinion mm strong statement okay not really when you look at his filmography that's not saying a whole lot in my book okay but he's finally got himself in a vehicle which is like well that was tolerable the thing is it's got to make 600 million to break even so all this talk about sequels and fighting superman's like this is all like just kind of smoke and mirrors because you know you didn't make money 
So what are we talking about here? Like it's a 300 something. Like Wakanda Forever destroyed it in one weekend. It's total box office so far in one weekend. So the question becomes like, what, what is its end total going to be? And will it merit all this conversation? I know Zaslav probably does not want to get rid of the rock as black Adam because of course not. I think he's in this spot now where he wants to just bring in superstars to play these roles, to kind of build up people's interest to come see these films. I don't know if he fucking cares if they're good or not. He just cares if people are going to come see these movies. So we'll see what happens with the black, but this whole come talk about black Adam should fight Superman nonsense. Uh, the rock is a great promoter. Uh, but if they, and if that film had made a billion dollars, then. Oh more, yeah. Be it signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah, exactly. More power to you. Knock it out. You're right. But now nah, I think it's, you know, in spots, in spots. Um, all right. Well, anyway, we should get into our stuff here and have some fun talking some Seth Rogen. Unless there's anything else you want to bring up, Matt. I don't want to cut you off or anything. No, no. Will I see Wakanda forever? Eventually. Okay. I just, I'm not in a rush. I'm not, I don't know. Just not excited about superhero stuff right now. Are you excited about anything that's coming out this week? Like as we're recording this, like she said, the Weinstein one, which I saw is really good. I haven't seen the menu yet and devotion. The other one, the what Jonathan Majors one. Anything interested in those? Uh, I think the next one I'm interested in is probably Fable ones. Okay, yeah, right on. Just a couple of weeks, I think, from now. Yeah, it's well, as people are hearing this, it's this weekend. Oh, right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, as we're, as Hence we're, why we're listening. doing the show, but uh, yeah, that one. The menu, look, if it's good, it's got a great cast. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, I like so, it. Taylor Joy. Um, I'm all in. Uh, yeah. I just uh. I would be intrigued what the initial reception for that is. Although it's got a good spot, good time of year, so it in- indicates everybody feels it tested well and it's a good movie. Yeah. Releasing it around this time, which is where Oscar stuff gets released, I guess yeah. they felt it could be counter-programming to some of the superhero stuff that's out there as well. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's get into this list here. Matt's our top 10 Seth Rogen movies. As Matt mentioned, it is uh, because Seth was in Fableman. So, uh Here's how the show works. Uh, Matt and I go off on our own. Once we uh, select the topic, we uh, put our list together, come back, and count it down. That's basically it. Um, so, Matt, do you want to kick us off at number 10? Uh, sure. Once again, um, smaller parts, bottom of the list for me. And uh, yeah, number... Yeah, right, exactly. It, yeah, I'm not saying qualitatively. Right, right, right. I'm just saying if the part was... Anyway. Uh, <laughs> at 10, I've got the 40-year-old virgin. Oh, Okay. Let me see where I have that on my list. I'm bringing up my list right now. That's uh, my number eight. So I guess it's still in the. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah, he's got a few lines. He does. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Talking with uh, Steve Carell before they go to the poker game and then at the poker game itself. And then, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I might bump this a few notches higher. Okay. Well, okay. just the stuff with him and Paul Rudd. Oh my God. Hilarious. Yeah. I still say boner jams. I genuinely do. <laughs> well, I can't remember what year it is. Oh. We were talking about the, the that porn mixtape that he made, but yeah. Boner Jams, whatever it was, summer or something yeah. or other. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I say Boner Jams in my head a lot. You know what? For that reason, I forgot about Boner Jams for a oh. second. I, I'll put that at, uh, I'll match you and say that's eight. Okay. All right. What's your we'll lock in at eight? That's fine. Uh, so then my 10 is uh, Kung Fu Panda 2. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't put any of the Kung Fu Pandas on here. Um, just because I, 
I think of other people's voices first before I even get to his. So, but please knock yourself out. I, I don't disagree. Well, it's not a criticism, by the way. It's just it's just my own personal nature. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. It's basically it's Jack Black's movie, right? And then Angelina Jolie gets some time to shine, and right. whoever the villain is, and that is the primaries and and of, the sensei. Uh, yeah, 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 and yeah. Uh, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Uh, those get all the primaries. So then you're Jackie Chance, Lucy Liu's, Seth Rogen's, yeah. David Cross. They all have much smaller parts, but. Uh, I found all those movies really enjoyable and engaging, yeah. especially the, the second one to me is uh, my favorite of the mix. Much yes. as I would like to have the first one with Ian McShane as the villain. Um, I prefer number two overall. Uh, Gary Oldman. Like the, yeah, Gary Oldman. I like the art direction of his character and the overall storyline. Um, but you're right. It's a, it's a very small part, but I think I just enjoy the movies so thoroughly. It deserved a place on my list uh, somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, two is my favorite of the series, but kudos to DreamWorks. I mean, they were in Pixar's shadow yeah. for such a long time yeah. that they still continue to try and put out unique and original things as opposed to just mimicking what Pixar was doing. Right. Yeah. Uh, Shrek and, um, yeah. Madaga- Madagascar. And and yeah, the uh, Kung Fu Panda, all uh, franchises, man. Yeah, yeah, huge franchises. Huge props, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, especially with uh, Shrek in in Madagascar. I mean, mm-hmm. Madagascar. How many of those have there been? I think there's four. And then they had spinoff TV show with the right. penguins. And, penguins in Madagascar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, it's, they've done they've done well for themselves overall. Mm. Um, but yeah, too. If you've, if you've never seen it. I think you could even jump in there and not have to worry about having seen one to get a, in, get any kind of backstory on the character because they yeah. do most of the fill in as he's trying to find his way and you figure out pretty quickly because his dad is a goose that he you know <laughs> realizes that this isn't perhaps his genetic lineage. <laughs> the great James Hong as the goose. He's oh, so, so good. <laughs> the overprotective dumpling restaurant tour. Oh man, he's so good. <laughs> he is. Oh I mean, yeah, it's nice that they, you know, it's always good when he pops in. Like yeah. I see him and everything everywhere. I know. It was really nice. He was just at the um a, a festival or something the other day in LA and he wore the fingers to present an award, um, which was really cool. The what the hot, hot dog, dog fingers? Yeah, the hot dog fingers. Yeah, he wore them up there. So it was pretty cool. Um all right, so what's your nine, man? Uh, my number nine is the disaster artist. Uh, that is a punt. Okay. Yeah. That is a punt. All right. Fair enough. All right. So should we talk more about 40 year old virgin? I think. Yeah. yeah let's, let's talk okay. more about 40 year old. Cause we kind of, yeah. Once I pushed it higher, what do you, what do you got? Yeah. I love it. I, I think he's hilarious. It was a great intro. Cause this is before knocked up. So it's a great introduction to him. I had not seen freaks and geeks like other people. So, and I still haven't, which is my lifelong protest of Sam Levine, but I, who I, love to, who I love to pieces, but I just can't watch the show. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I hadn't seen Seth Rogen, no, no idea who he was, but I'd loved Steve Carell from like the Dana Carvey show into the daily show and other things. So I was looking forward to seeing the film. And then, you know, the stuff with him and Paul Rudd was hilarious. And then Romany Malco and um, Kevin Hart, that, that scene is genius. Yeah. Um, aim high, Willis. <laughs> aim high. 
<laughs> the stuff about the n-word oh my god i just i lose my shit every time um and the two um indian guys who were there which of course one of them is in jail now for killing his girlfriend with a fucking sword um the old the younger one the older dude is hilarious i mean his back and forth with Corell about what is it gary bednob his name <laughs> it's not about cock and balls it's about love the extended one is best. The delete. If you guys haven't seen the deleted scenes of Forty Year Virgin, enjoy them on YouTube. They are uh, just incredible. But yeah, Seth Rogen is funny. Play. I, I used to work in a stereo store back in the fucking eighties. I knew dudes like Seth Rogen constantly wearing the back thing, even outside of the store uh, to go get beers or whatever. It's always so weird, but it was almost like a, a like a police vest for them. You know what I'm saying? Indicating who they are. So that dude, uh, I know that dude, and he was, and he's really funny in the movie. And him, his back and forth with Carell at the library about Elizabeth Banks is hilarious mm-hmm. as well. You know, so yeah, I enjoyed him in the movie a lot. Yeah, they gave all their side characters, so to speak, yeah, moments to shine, where it really helped a bunch of those individuals get uh, a nice amount of work. Oh yeah, uh, after that, people don't talk about the Apatow verse enough. Like there was. So many incredible actors. I mean, even jo- Jonah Hill has a cameo in that with the Amazon store and the yeah. boots. I mean, so many good actors. And then when you get to um, Super Bad, there's all those characters. When you get to uh, Forty Old Virgin, there's all those characters. So th- there's so many of them with at the beginning of the verse that are all just like household names now. You know. Yeah, at that point they were just plucked out of obscurity. Of oh, I think this person is great right right and just finding a part for him in this this ensemble yeah and then others within that mix a testament to their abilities have gone on to do ensemble comedies with other people so you just tell like oh they're very giving and and fun to work with and yeah you know bounce ideas off of them but uh yeah it's a it's a really solid movie just his part is so small that's why it it makes the bottom chunk of the list yeah totally um, okay, so my number 10 is uh, super bad. Slight punt. Okay, all right. So then my number nine is Neighbors. I'll go for it. I still haven't seen that. I heard really? of good oh, things. He's good in it. And I think both Franco and uh, Zach are actually really funny in the film. The sequel was okay. The, I liked the first one better. Him and Rose Byrne. I mean, this is him transitioning into like the dad roles, the older, more mature stuff out of the stuff he first got known for. So, but I thought it was really good. And some of the humor that they find dealing, fighting a, frat- a frat house, like it is hilarious. Some of the stuff that they put him through having been in a fraternity for two years, which sucked. Um, the way they make fun of it was just on point. And the way that uh, Seth is doing what he's doing and dealing with what he, cause it's ironic that the guy who you had seen in so many movies is the party dude and getting high and all this kind of shit. He's the guy here who is dealing with these younger guys who are coming in and doing their thing. They also, who's the guy that did the stand up and came out as, oh, Jared Carmichael. Jared Carmichael is hilarious. Gerard. Oh, Gerard, sorry, Gerard Carmichael. He's hilarious in this film as well. And when they have the De Niro party and everyone's doing De Niro impressions, oh, fuck, man, that shit cracks me the hell up. So, yeah, I, I enjoy his performance here. I think he's actually really good as this put upon dad who's just trying to do what's best for his family and fight these guys. And he's struggling between the dude who wants to be who wants to fight them at the 19 year old level and the dude who's got to be more responsible and be the bigger man. 
so you see him struggling with it and i think it just he's very funny and when you find out you know what happens with the guys and why there's these issues uh between them when we get deeper in the fraternity stuff he becomes a resource which i think is a nice twist in the film so yeah it's not the greatest film but i enjoy his performance in it so yeah yeah I, it's kind of it slipped through mm. uh when it was coming out, i was like ah you know i'll kind of wait to see what people say about that and it was more so i think i heard more about it when the second one was coming people oh, yes going, oh the first right. one was really good i enjoyed it yeah um I mean, I heard middling about the second one, which that's fine. It doesn't depreciate yeah. what the first one can be. Right. Only every once in a while is the second one so bad. It makes you go, do I even really like the first one? <laughs> that's rare. Or you just act like the second one never happened. Yeah. That seems yeah. to be more, uh, my more natural response. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, neighbors, perhaps I'll check that out. Yeah, please. Uh, all right. What's your seven, man? Uh, my seven is super bad. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, go ahead. It's higher on your list. Well, the what you brought up with neighbors. So previously, he just played, you know, idiots and fuck ups and yeah, uh, young twenty somethings that are just uh, kind of banging around and doing drugs and smoking pots, and then to flip that on its head to turn him into a cop. Yeah, and then pair him with Bill Hader. They have a great energy between the two of them. Uh, so much so that I wish they were in the film more. And it's nothing against oh, yeah. the other actors. It's just they're really enjoyable as kind of like breaking up the natural rhythm of what these high schoolers would be doing. Yeah, and yeah. instead of the monkey rich that cops would be at a high school party, right. uh, they're actually a you know, tremendous amount of fun. And they don't want to be viewed as the killjoys that they obviously are. Yeah. They still want to relive and be like, man, I was cool in high school. Like, I like to have fun type of thing. Attitude. But still trying to maintain the we're law and order aspect of their demeanors. Uh, yeah, and that that push and pull. But I, the chemistry between uh, those two characters and the character of McLovin. Yeah. I think it's just a great trio dynamic uh, amongst all of them. And uh, it's why I think, you know, a lot of their scenes are what carry over for me like when they find that mclovin is hooked up at that yeah. party and they make him look like a badass like taking him out to help build him up it's this camaraderie that you buy into with all of it mclovin uh, man My, where'd you go man <laughs> sitting on the bed all covered up in his in the sheets <laughs> and they scare the girl out of there it's it's man and if you go back and watch it you know hater stands out with his just confidence in his ability, man. You could it, it comes through mm. so uh strongly when you're watching the film and his as you said, his chemistry with with Seth Rogan. It's so funny. And I think Rogan wrote he wrote the film uh with uh Goldberg, Jonah Goldberg, I think. And he's yeah, essentially yeah. the the Jonah Hill character. And so he was saying how how he wanted to cast himself, and Jonah was the closest to how he was back then. So it, it so works. You can tell the shades of Seth in, in that performance from uh, um, Jonah Hill. So, yeah. Yeah, I know Seth was an EP on it. Yeah. And Bill Hader came to him and was like, I got this idea, like, maybe my character should wear glasses. He's like, there's nothing funnier to me than a cop with glasses. And Seth Rogen was like, yeah, I don't give a shit. That's fine. <laughs> you wear glasses. That's fine. Yeah. It's, Let's have fun. Yeah, yeah, who cares? All right, moving on. 
I always love that. It's the, the actor that's put time in, thought about how they want to present. Right. Because he's still like establishing himself, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, okay. You know, sure. If you think it'll help sell it, I got yeah, I'm not going to fight you on that. That's fine. Yeah. The restaurant scene is the best. And the scene in, in the scene when they roll up on him on them uh, in the in the parking lot is uh, just all good stuff, man. I love that movie. Um, all right. So what's your six? Uh, my six is Steve Jobs. Oh, that's a punt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my number seven is uh, Funny People. Go for it. Yeah, I like him in this. I, I know a lot of people didn't like this movie, but I actually like him as a kind of foil for, not foil, how can I say this? I don't know, as a kind of sidekick maybe uh, for Adam Sandler and what he's negotiating. And you know, it's his hero and he's meeting his hero and he sees like what it's really like and you're watching him navigate all of this. Um, and I think it actually works. It, Sandler has the instinct to do better shit than Grown Ups 3. He just enjoys doing that shit, which is yeah. why he does it. But like, I like when he uh, indulges his more artistic sensibilities because nine times out of ten, I enjoy the product. You know, I don't think I've ever seen a drama with him that I didn't enjoy. Punch Drunk, Rain Over Me, Uncut Gems. This has yeah. a lot of dramatic moments to it from the uh, from his uh, from his world as a stand-up. You know what it must be like to have can get diagnosed with cancer and want to make things right with an old girlfriend. Eric Bana is really funny. And people forget that Bana started out as a comedian down in Australia. He was not mm -hmm. a drama guy. It was only until when he came to the States that he started doing more dramas, but he was doing sitcoms and shit down in Australia. So the, the fact you get to see him indulge in that a little bit, I think is really cool, but Seth's back and forth with Sandler. And then when Sandler has that turn or a couple of those turns where he's a little harder on him, those are really good acting moments. And I wonder if Seth, maybe learn some shit from how Adam was doing it for himself. Cause of course, like I said, he's kind of moved towards more dramatic stuff uh, in his career. And so maybe there's elements of that that he's picked up on, but yeah, I like the movie. I like the way it's constructed. I know it's not everybody's favorite, but it really works for me. It's like, it's like um, uh, my life at 40. I really love the hell out of that movie, but no one else seems to like it at the level that I do. Um, and so I don't know why those movies work for me the way they do, but they do. So so my, uh, are you talking about the Paul Rudd, This is 40? Yeah, This, this is, is 40. 40. Sorry, This is 40. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't Megan know if there was Megan another Fox one. Megan Fox is good that, and I do not like Megan Fox, man. So. Yeah. I I think they basically tapped into what Megan Fox can do well. <laughs> yes. And to her credit, she did it well. To her credit. Yeah. She yeah, yeah, yeah. Assignment. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So funny people. Is, I mean, if you've been hesitating to give it a chance, everybody's listening. Give it a chance. You don't like it within the first hour, you can turn it off. But I'm just, you know, saying uh, I think it's actually a good film that has a lot to say about the process here of uh, going through an illness like that. So, um, all right. So then my six is uh, this is the end. I go for it. I've never, I can't get on board. Really? Have you seen, you've watched it though? It's not your thing. Yeah. No, I've seen oh, it, and wow. I've got I've gone back to try and watch it again. I think there were moments that I genuinely liked. Yeah. And I think overall, it's just kind of a swing and a miss for me. Wow. Oh, I love this movie. I mean, this is the culmination of the Apatow verse. This is absolutely the culmination. Like after this, it's everyone going their separate ways, but like have bringing all those people back to be a part of this and throwing in Danny McBride and, uh, you know, um, John, Jay Baruchel and everybody Channing, gets Channing Tatum as yeah, gimp. <laughs> the gimp. I mean, that scene with uh, uh, Emma Watson is hilarious uh, where she turns it around on them and, 
Um, so just across the board, I really enjoy, and he's great. Like his as as himself, and I think he's funny um, in the in the scenes that you see him in playing a more a fantastical version of himself uh, in these situations and how he would react and all of that. I mean, even you know Michael Sarah getting his comeuppance with the devil and all of that with Rihanna is hilarious. And so seeing him navigate all the madness of it all, and then they end up where they end up by the end and he's dancing with the with the band there i think it's great so i enjoyed him i think he's very funny in the movie he has a lot of uh funny moments in the film and as they all do um but um gets more and more frantic and you, it's about the friendship it's about this broken friendship yeah one of them went off and like became this thing and didn't think about how that would affect the other person you know and it's almost like a super bad too in in a way with the Michael Sarah Jonah Hill kind of relationship. This idea of like you're going off to college, you're leaving me here. We're gonna stop being friends. And in this kind of scenario, it seems like it, it, that carried over into an older situation uh in Hollywood. So I, I I thought it worked really well, to be honest with you. So that's what I thought on my list. I mean, I liked I liked Seth in the film mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I liked Jay in the film, and I liked some other moments here and there. Uh I just couldn't get on board it could be also too the hype of people talking about it before i saw it oh yeah maybe that kind could of, ruin a comedy for sure yeah over hyping and be like oh it's great it's this tongue-in-cheek they're making fun of you know yeah. themselves and everything else and some of that yes i did see and other ones are like i don't know how much you're actually making fun of yourself <laughs> you know it's like the Franco character, kind of and kind yeah. of not. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you get a lot of screen time, and just like I, I feel like this is just, they let you have the vanity project, and everybody else was making kind of a spoof. <laughs> and there's a little bit of spoofiness there. Yeah. Uh, on your part, and yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Sarah plays asshole real well too, man. So it makes me think that he's got that gear within him. Well, have you ever seen the outtakes of? Oh, shit, what is that on? It's Apatow directing, and he gets into a yelling match with Apatow. Really? Holy shit, no. Um, oh, wow, I need to watch that. Fuck, what was that on? He was on a date with somebody. He's not starring in it. Oh, okay. It's like a scene. All right, look, look it up. Michael, Sarah, and... I'm like 99.9% uh they get into a shouting match huh wow yeah it's on youtube you can find it okay oh now it's unavailable (laughs) it was on knocked up oh fired from knocked up here i see it okay because he's trying to give him direction and then sarah's just like yeah that's how i fucking did it maybe you uh what do you want what do you want how do you want me to do it and just (laughs) and like you can't tell in that moment is it the actor or is the director? But the way it looks, yeah, it looks like it's Sarah. Yeah, I wasn't on set, but at the same time, like you watch the Huckabee's clip and you're like, nah, that seems like an O. Russell situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I mean, he's a really good dick in Molly's game, playing the Tobey Maguire character. Mm. What's based on the Tobey Maguire character? So, yeah, I liked it. I, I, you know, whatever. All right, um, where are we at? Are we at our fives? Uh, We are. So we'll uh, take a quick break, hear this word from our sponsor, and we will be right back after this. There we are. There it is. 
What are you chuckling about, you son of a bitch? <laughs> Just looking at the thing here with Michael Sarah, because you can play the little like uh, blurbs, uh, video blurbs on YouTube oh, as closed captioning. Yeah, no, no. Um, before you click on the video, now you can hover the mouse oh, a little, yeah, video, yeah, a little yeah. bit of the video plays, and so I was watching a little bit of that. It was cracking me up. So. Yeah, I mean, he flips out, and then <laughs> Catherine Heigl's just kind of sitting there awkwardly, like, hey, hey, hey. I bet, I bet. you know, let's do the scene. Let's do the scene. It's weird to be on a set where I'm the not, I'm not the biggest monster. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Your turn, asshole. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, hilarious. And then Chandra Rhymes heard about it, and she's like, what? You got to be kidding. Catherine didn't start it? What? <laughs> Catherine still watches Grey's Anatomy. Probably. It is amazing, man. It is fucking that amazing. That show is still going. They're using the they're using the Carrie Lake filter on Ellen Pompeo now. It is out of control. Oh it's yeah. Cool. Some of those shots you're like, who put Vaseline on the camera? It's come on, embrace it for God's sakes. Well, some of the storyline, because I'll passively watch, she'll have it on. Yeah, yeah. And I'm doing something else. And I'll walk in, I'll watch like five minutes, and I'm like, okay. But my favorite is the woman that's basically playing Chandra Rhymes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in essence what that character is. Yeah, Yeah, from the beginning. And she has this. This is the season. I don't know what season is watching. I know it's a fairly more recent one, but she hadn't watched it in a while, so she was catching up type of situation. (laughs) So I don't know if it was last season or this season. She's already got a smoking hot husband. Yes, of course. And... Not to say that that couldn't happen. She's right, she's right. a doctor and uh, sure whatever else, but then this new young doctor who's like twenty seven or something is is doing his residency and he's just as smoking hot and he makes a pass at her and she's like still got it and you're like get the fuck out of here, this fan fiction that Chandra Rhymes is writing for herself in this. Hey, she's earned it, man. She's she has earned, earned it. it. <laughs> and I honestly, given her status yeah, yeah. in Hollywood. Totally could happen. Yeah. Well, look at the hot women that Woody puts himself with on all the time. I oh, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a Mia Farrow. I don't think Mia Farrow is that attractive. But, like, there are other women in films that he's put himself with. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm not saying this is exclusive to her. This is right, right. a male no, problem right. over Hollywood history. But <laughs> I just happened to see this because she then turns to her husband. is like, still got it. And they high five or something. And it's like, I'm, I'm sorry. You're losing me on the believability here of an utter, utterly unbelievable show. You know what I found out today? I was watching the um, this morning. I've been uh, working through the uh, Yankees versus Dodgers rivalry doc on ESPN+. Plus. I had no idea that Dusty Baker, I think it was Davey Lopes, was another hitter for the Dodgers in the late 70s when they were in the World Series with against the Yanks. They were the first people to ever do the high five in public. Like no one had ever seen the high five before. And then that happened, and that kind of motivated people to do it after that. I had no idea. No idea. And I mean public, like, on camera. I don't mean public. I'm sure it was happened at the parks and stuff like that, but no one had done it as a professional athlete. And I had no idea that that was a little tidbit Yeah, it's weird. sports history. It's but that the thing. idea that the high five was invented, you know what I mean? <laughs> that there was a pre-moment of high five and a no, post-moment of high five. Know. Yeah, and people were people first skeptical. I'm like, what? Mm. You want me to do what? That seems weird. (laughs) How about I just hit you on the butt like I usually do? All right. Oh man, (laughs) the invention of the fork. It took a long time for the fork to catch on because people were like, I eat with my hands. Okay, 
Yeah. I don't need a fucking okay. All right, weirdo. Like that just that took forever for it to catch on, and then eventually it did. Like this is this it's just strange. But the yeah. high five, that the fact that there is a demarcating point. <laughs> I for something that there was. <laughs> yeah, neither did I until you just said that. And it was like, oh, I've never thought about it. Yeah, fascinating story for sure, man. Great doc if you're a Yankees fan for sure. I mean, if you're a Dodgers fan, not so much, but certainly. If you're a Yankees fan, there's a lot. But although they do have a lot of the old Dodgers, uh, like Jaeger and Cox and all those guys who I remember liking, even though I was a Yankees fan in the 80s, I remember liking those guys through the 80s. So um, anyway, so sorry with the, the tangent. Where are we at? Your five? My five. Uh, my five. Okay. Uh, which is Pineapple Express. Oh, yeah. I took that off my list. Go ahead, man. Well, it's a starring role. It is a starring role. Absolutely. And I think it had been since basically Cheech and Chong that there was a pot entire plot. And I'm, I'm a fan of a couple of the Cheech and Chong movies. Mm. Nice dreams and up and smoke. I think are two uh, very entertaining films. Course brothers. Corsican I think you can skip. Not the course. I, I didn't like it when I was watching those movies, which is high school. Yeah. Whereas up and smoke and nice dreams. Uh, I found those really fun. Yeah. Um, but Pineapple Express, it's like, oh, stoner comedy. Is this going to be good or is this going to be stupid? And I was skeptical. And then James Franco playing the dealer. And I was like, ah, it's okay. Yeah. Um, and then upon seeing it, I was like, oh, you guys really uh, pulled this off. For stoners writing a movie about stoners, you did pretty well. <laughs> Better than Your Highness, which... Uh, Oof. Woof. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was bad. I was hoping on that one. I was like, oh, this is, look at this cast. And they're in their comedic primes right now. This could yeah. be interesting. It is not. You know, Natalie's it like, oh, is. I'll do a comedy. I'll do a comedy. Yeah. They're like, oh, you got Natalie Portman. Oof. Wow. She's interested to come over and do this. Script must be good. <laughs> Script might, like, she might have been like, yeah, I'd be interested. Please send it over. Yeah. It just a, a genuine curiosity. And then read it and was like, yeah, this made me laugh. And uh, apparently that didn't translate to the screen or something got lost along the way. Yeah. Uh, translation error. <laughs> uh, whereas Pineapple Express, I, you know, he plays with what uh, somebody that serves others papers. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, what is that called? What is that called? A process server. I think it's process server. Yeah. Um, but anyway, who's a big stoner and then eventually gets caught up with, the worst of the worst of that world, which still exists. Oh yeah, of course. Even now in a, they say in California that the black market has actually just ballooned exponentially since the uh, uh, pot has become legal. Really? Wow. Well, because the fines now are nothing. <laughs> so they just go out and they set up huge illegal grow operations out in the middle of the desert. And if they come and shut it down, it's like you have to pay a few hundred dollars in fines and then they take all the stuff, but there's no jail time. It's a misdemeanor. So it's not going to be on your record. Wow. Yeah. So they just set up, you lose all the product and all the equipment, Yeah, yeah sure. but there's no punitive damage after that. You just, all right, fine. Moving on. Yeah. But the types of individuals that then get into those, there are some that are just normal people, but right. then there's a lot of nefarious individuals or yeah. organizations, so to speak. Who would know? Who would think that with drugs? What a surprise. Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Some of those but, docs are chilling, dude. Did you see that? I mean, some of those documentaries about this, about pot shit, you're just like, isn't this supposed to be like 
something that makes you chill and makes you enjoy life and people like killing each other and shooting each other for to run their dispensary, not dispensaries, run their um, crops and shit. It's insane. What was it called? Wild, what was, not wild country. What was it? It was one about the mountain. It was it set in the mountain, Oregon, I think Oregon in the mountains. Uh, there's the one with Bigfoot, which was <laughs> weird. Uh, did you see that one where there was a girl operation and a couple of people got killed on it and they all swore that it was Bigfoot that did no, it, but it was like a, I think it was a rival uh, cartel type oh, situation. Shit. Uh, yeah, on those yeah. huge, especially the ones where they're just out in the wild stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. all purported to be Mexican cartels. Fuck that, dude. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so deathly afraid being down here in San Diego in certain, like, I, I stay within my community and then where I live. And then when I go to screenings, go to screenings. I try not to cut people off. I try not to have road rage, which is really rare. Like it really is rare in San Diego for you to not have road rage. Yeah, for me. me to have road rage. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going the opposite for you. All good for you. L.A. was every fucking day, man. Every day I was road raging there because it just was. People are idiots in L.A. But here, it's it's not that they're not doing the same. Sometimes not putting the turn signal on or. I think there's just so many more people in L.A. Yeah, true. That's true. Packed yeah. into a smaller, you know, square footage. But I stay away. I don't go downtown uh, 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 unless we're meeting up with a bunch of friends somewhere. And I just stay away from anything where I could I could encounter that possibility, you know. So because I, I mean, it's like a thirty minute fucking drive from the border to where I'm at, and that unsettles me, man. Yeah, I think you're all right. I lived in San Diego for a long time when cartel mm. action was happening across the border. I yeah. never. I don't recall any Sicario type situations where they found a house <laughs> with bodies stuffed into the walls in San Diego. So I think you're all right. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, look, are they operating around you? Yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah, oh, they yeah. are. Yeah. And me and everybody else that lives that's here true. in Arizona, New Mexico, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that's uh, abutting where the, the drugs are coming in, San Ysidro's right there. That's a oh, yeah. drug port. San Ysidro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if you really want to get out of that, I would, Say it like I say it, San Ysidro. <laughs> Make yourself look like your fourth, fifth generation as opposed to second generation. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Just further remove yourself. Anglicanize it all the more. San <laughs> Ysidro. Yeah. Oh, man. Good stuff. Um, all right. So that was your five. <laughs> we, we've got a lot of tangents here. Um, my five is your punch for earlier, the disaster artist. Okay. Yeah, I like him in the movie. I think it's a good movie. Yeah, he's not the main part of the movie, but I like him in the movie and what he has to do in the movie and um, uh, a good element of the film as well because I I like what Franco does in the film. I'm not, you know, obviously all the stuff that's going on around him. I'm not trying to advocate for the guy, but certainly I enjoy Seth in the film and I like him as the director and the back and forth he has with everybody. And I imagine there's some element of truth to some of the scenes they've written into the film. I don't mean by based on the true story. I mean, like some of the interactions he's had maybe on set himself or seen. So mm -hmm. some of those back and forth, I think are great. Um, and I think he does a really good job. Everybody in the film does a surprisingly good job in what could easily be a throwaway caricature film. Yeah. There's 100%. much more heart to it than you anticipate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in essence, he plays us. Y yeah. Yeah. Cause Franco comes in with crazy demands and he's like, Oh, okay. Uh, I'll try and make that work, you know, yeah. type of situation. But he would be, he's a stand in for all of us. Mm -hmm. um, 
with all the madness and the needy actors and the all the people that just want to get the money to make this production, which is kind of part of that. Yeah. But he's also like, um, you know, just staring at the nuttiness of it all and be like, well, we'll make it work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he is really good. He's just a, I put him in the bottom half because it's a small part compared to it's, you know, Franco and then his brother. And then yeah, there's Dave, a whole yeah. bunch of people. Yeah. But it's a hell of a cast. Yeah. 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 I think this is one of the ones where the film is much better than I anticipate. So it kind of elevates for me where I place it, even though he's not the biggest part of the movie. So that's the weird combo in my mind that I made work um, to put it at five. Uh, what's your four? My number four is uh, 50 50. Oh, yeah, that's my three. It's a. It's the only one of the uh, my top five where he's not the out and out lead. Yeah, right. Um, or at least co lead type of situation, mm-hmm. which is this is Joseph Gordon Levitt, and he's there though. He's in a ton of it. Yeah, and the movie has amazing amount of heart. It does, man. And they still find a good uh, bit of comedy and laughs in there. Yeah, but the emotional impact that they can impart, uh, it's really good. And it's nice to see him basically just a. a a friendship that we all would be envious of. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in a situation like that. Yeah. To have someone who's so, and so willing to tell us the truth about <laughs> our current girlfriend as well. So um, yeah, he does such great, they have such great chemistry together. And um, the film has a really sweet, as you said, a sweetheart, but like as it progresses and the situations are happening with his illness, um, you see even more of the friendship come through and in the acting, you see more of those little moments uh, that feel very genuine in their relationship and in their chemistry um, on screen. And I love it. I think it's, it's one of those films that like, you know, too many people don't talk about, but it is one of the best films about cancer that you're ever going to see. Yeah. I think it's because it finds a lot of the humanity in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and still keeps the humor, as you said, Matt. You're absolutely right. Like it still keeps the humor, just to kind of find a way to deal with it, you know. Yeah, to, to deal with the, the looming demons of a situation like that. Sometimes yeah. you, at least for me, all you can do is laugh. <laughs> yeah, good point. It's just I don't know how to emotionally deal with this situation because it's all so overwhelming. So I'll make an imp- inappropriate joke or yeah, something like that because it helps take my mind off of it or it helps me process what precisely is going on. Yeah. Right now, it's a way to deal and cope, uh, at least for me. Yeah. Um, so to see that in a movie, and then it was part of the, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt of, oh, he's making the move into full leading man type situations. And you yeah. got to have these smaller projects when you're not going to get anointed into that situation to kind of prove to to producers that you can draw eyes and everything else and make something of a real mer- merit. And then you get the don johns or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it is of the worlds after that yeah uh but yeah i was I, I got intrigued by just the overall proposition of it and then seeing it i was like well that was even better than i was hoping it was gonna be yeah i mean that scene where they're where he breaks down has the fight he, he wants to burn everything to the ground right because of the stress of the cancer and uh, he accuses Seth Rogen's character of not caring about the cancer that he has, that he's just using it for his own benefit or whatever, or to use it as a thing to say to people, to get sympathy from people or whatever. And um, 
and then he because he's mad at him that he got drunk or whatever and then later um he finds that book that uh, Seth Rogen had and has all the annotated stuff and highlighted paragraphs so he had been studying it's kind of similar to the knocked up situation where she accused him of not reading the books but he had which is what motivates him to read the books but he had already read this stuff and had all this information and so he had cared and so I, I loved that scene like when he reads the stuff and sees the annotated notes and the stick it stick uh was it post-its and all that stuff in there it was really just so sweet man yeah um all right all right yeah so that was my four your three so what's your four uh my four is um steve jobs the pun from earlier uh yeah him as wozniak yeah i i didn't know what to expect because there's already Pirates of Silicon Valley. Oh, right. Yes. And uh, and then the Ashton Kutcher one came out the roughly about the exact same time as this. Yeah, Jobs. Yeah. Um, but the pedigree on, on this, where it's like, well, of these two that are coming out, I have more trust in this one. Oh, and then yeah. seeing it, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, me too, dude. Um, I thought it was one of his best films he's ever done. Uh, and I, I, I loved the format. So did I. Every act was a release, like the release of something from Apple was every act. And yeah, those are his little Super Bowls. Yes, exactly. Uh, And I think Jeff Daniels is fucking fantastic in the movie. Kate Kate Winslet is great in the film. Mm -hmm. And of course, Fassbender. But yeah, when he comes in as Wozniak, there's great um, back and forths with him. I mean, imagine that Seth Rogen going back and forth with Michael Fassbender. And and going toe to toe with him uh, in yeah. these serious scenes, in the serious moments, and it's totally believable. Um, yeah, in in the auditorium, and he's like, mm. "Just throw some praise to the engineers, yeah, who got you to this point. You didn't do it all on your own, Jobs." And then he just turns around because there's that reporter. What is it from Rolling Stone? Yeah, Rolling Stone. And he was like, "Oh, the engineers, the engineers that of the failed product line that we have discontinued." The, and he just starts lambasting every, all the work yeah, and the, all the shoulders that he has stood upon yeah. to be where he's at and just the hubris uh, of the situation. And Wozniak, by all accounts, is one of the nicest people you're going to meet yeah. In, yeah. in Silicon Valley. And to see him disillusioned with his, I don't know if former friend is correct, yeah. but strained friendship. Yeah. Uh, and he he plays it so well. You can see that strain across his face as he's trying to just get him to do the right thing for once. And <coughs> the frustration and the shock of it. Yeah, all. yeah, to pierce the narcissism as he views it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and have you <laughs> share the praise of this with anyone beyond yourself? Yeah, it's it was such a fascinating look behind a guy that had been built up. Up mm-hmm. until his uh, passing and even upon his death after that, the eulogizing and everything yeah. about how much of a genius he was. And to some degree, you know, it's hard to argue with that assessment. But to see someone from Wozniak's perspective and be like, this isn't all about you. You didn't do all of this. Right. Uh, there's, there's that great scene of Google Hunting where he says to Stellan Skarsgård, you know, I remember when you were 19 years old and homesick and didn't know which side of the bed to piss on full of acne you know and um that's what uh, in essence wozniak is kind of saying here like you know 
all these people helped you create this thing. This isn't all yours. And you, mm-hmm. I remember a motherfucker when we were in that fucking parking garage or whatever it was, and or a uh, you know garage and yeah. whatever creating this thing. I was there. So for you to act this way, I'm trying to get you to understand how you're coming across, right? But yeah, for a guy that didn't wasn't an engineer, didn't build any of the yeah. software, was just understood design aesthetics and sales. Yeah. Right, right. Which there's something to be said for that. Sure, sure. Because uh, I think he'd be rolling over in his grave on a few of the design aesthetic choices that the the iPhone has made over the past few iterations. <laughs> I genuinely do. The camera is sticking out. Yeah, he never would have accepted that. Probably not. You're actually actually probably right. Yeah, yeah. I, I in no world do I think he would have accepted that because yeah. there's a stories where people brought him early iterations of iPods and he'd throw them into an aquarium and as bubbles escaped, you see that that means there's space in the iPod. We can make it smaller. We can make it better. <laughs> They'd have to go back and redesign it. Wow. But, but pushing people to their absolute limit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to design something that was, it was a, you know, a cultural phenomenon. It's always the, the struggle, right? Is do the ends justify the means? Um, like we saw in Whiplash, right? He pushes Miles Teller to the absolute end and gets finally an incredible performance from him that was the potential he saw there all along. But yeah. in the way that he does it, right? Like Jobs, in the way that he does it is where the issues lie. And too many of us got get caught up with the whole like, oh, he needs to be nicer or he needs to. Yeah, and I get that. I totally understand that. But that's not usually always how greatness comes about or how things are created that change our world. It's not by people going, you know what, do the best you can and, uh, you know, clock out at five and I'll see you tomorrow. It's very much more about, um, you know, pushing yourself to the limit, pushing past your limit, just like training People are great trainers know how to push you past your limit and when to do that um, so that you can make gains or you can be better as an athlete or whatever. It's the same thing with your mind. A good leader, and I'm not saying I, 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 might ju- I, I can't decide one way or another on jobs. A good leader understands when the time is to push and when the time isn't to push. And it seems like from what you hear about with him, there never was a time to turn that off. So, but look what we got. You know, true. A lot came out of it that you could argue is very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, where are we at, man? Your two, your three. Where are we at? Uh, my three. Okay. Uh, which is an American pickle. Oh, you put that on there. I really enjoyed that. You movie. really did, shit, I man. Really I really did. Now we're in. It wasn't working. Although I liked him, it got a little cheesy for me. But please, not. It does. Up. It really has. Well, first off, it's. It's, it's not only stuff. just a lead, it's a dual lead. He's it playing is. two characters. You're right. You're right. If we're talking about like the the merit of the movie, if we're stacking all these up, well, of course I'm gonna have yeah, yeah, yeah. 40-year-old virgin higher than this, or but he does bring to life two different individuals from two different eras and mm-hmm. how they view the world and the push and pull between you know these two family members, I guess, yeah. long lost. Um and I like the idea that, you know, his long lost, I can't remember the connection of its cousin, uncle, whatever the case yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Um, who's a holdover from 
the 1800s in New York and was the immigrant that came into this country yeah. and he made pickles. That's, that's what he did. And, but in today's modern New York, that is bespoke artisanal pickles now. <laughs> and there is a market for that. And he ends up creating, doesn't get the permit. So he's just kind of pushing around. He's just got jars of pickles. Like the, yeah. the health department of course is, has problems with this. But when watching it, the absurdity of it makes all the sense in the world. I can see that thriving there as oh, well yeah. as here. 100%. In any major large city. Yeah. And especially if you manage to tack on a bunch of the other, like all the probiotics of the fermentation process, which is, there's truth in that. Yeah. But you can find new ways to spin it. Um, the absurdity of that and the fact that it was kind of grounded in reality mm -hmm. intrigued me. Um, I do think it loses its way at certain points. Yeah, yeah. Like I can understand why after an hour in, but I think it wraps up with a nice bit of heart. Um, okay. And yeah, he's, he's pulling off, you know, two distinctly different characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like it's some Daniel day Lewis performance or something like that, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. still he's pushing himself and there was growth. Yeah. Uh, if we're saying, qualitatively one through 10, not taking into account the size of the part. I'd put this more like an eight, nine ish. Right. 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 But given that he is the entirety of the movie, basically yeah. it's yeah, like, yeah. well, I will honor that and push it up. But I think it's worth a watch if you're a Seth Rogen fan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, like I said, I, I, for me, it wasn't his performance. It was just the overall story got a little, Oh, I can see what's happening. I see where we're going. And, um, when they started fighting with each other or, or competing against each other, that's when I was just like, I don't understand this. So it just, it lost me for a little bit, but maybe I should go back and finish it then. If it's, if it ends in a really good way. That, yeah. That maybe is never going to come to fruition, but we all appreciate <laughs> the sentiment of what you're saying. You don't know. I mean, it's on HBO max. I remember it was streaming and sometimes listen, if it doesn't come to fruition, it's not because I don't have time or sorry. It's not because, I wouldn't have a moment to do it. I'm so busy all the time, man. Like just sitting on the couch for two hours. Do I want to go back and revisit a film that I stopped an hour in? I don't know, but I could also be flipping channels going, I want to try something. Oh, fuck it. I'll finish the, I'll finish the movie. So it could happen. I'm not saying it won't. I won't agree with you that it, it definitely won't. You just never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. could <laughs> happen. It totally could. Yes. Um, all right, I guess you're up again with your number two, right? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, my two dude. is uh, Long Shot. Oh, really? The um, the I haven't seen that one. The yeah. uh, certainly they're on. All right, go ahead, man. They have actual chemistry. Wow. You buy it, okay? Hundred percent, okay. Um, because it's this awkward type of thing where they get thrust into a situation where they have no choice but to kind of hang out. And eventually a romance develops from there and it is thoroughly enjoyable. It is a fun kind of rom-com ish, but it doesn't, it's not like when Harry met Sally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause there's a slight bit more uh, absurdity to it. You know, think, yeah. I guess closer to like a Notting Hill type situation. Yeah. Where yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. The contrast between the two characters is why the, the situation arises. But the fact that you finish the movie going, I, I actually think there is a world in which this could work mm -hmm. is nothing short of amazing. Okay. Just because Charlize Theron is so far out of his and 
almost every man's you know in existence yeah. league as yeah. far as attractiveness yeah, yeah she's gorgeous she has it's it's almost not fair yeah like it i don't understand how we're the same species you know the most uh nervous i've ever been doing the harry potter thing that i did for a couple of years was when she was in the room oh yeah i forgot about that you did it for yeah. her son her and her son yeah exactly i i've never been more nervous and i never was nervous after that about it like she was so i had i have so much respect for her, but she's absolutely even more gorgeous in person, if that's possible. Oh, she's the sweetest, just the sweetest, nicest person. She was very kind afterwards. It happens quite a bit when you meet a celebrity and you're like, man, you are much better looking in person. Yeah. Yeah. And that's saying something. That's men, women, doesn't matter. Like, yeah. you meet one of them, you're like, that is. Occasionally you're like, yeah, okay, you look like you do in the movies. I'm not slagging off. Yeah. About. Right. Right. But there are people who are just like, man, the camera does you justice and simultaneously doesn't do you enough justice. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is impressive. Yeah. Uh, I remember yeah. I was, uh, when I saw Scarlett Johansson uh, in person at the Iron Man 2 thing at Comic Con, I was just like, holy fuck. Really? So there's one, I think she's an attractive woman. Yeah. But when you see her in person, I'm telling you, you're going to be like, God damn. Yeah. I, I get it now. You know, Kate Beckinsale, I met. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. Dude, stunning in yeah, person. Yeah. Really? Just Have you seen her person? Stunning. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, and she's already an attractive yes. woman. Yes. Very and much. then you see her, you're like, dear God, I can't believe we're the same, you know, mammalian individuals. <laughs> I'm next to you, you know, I'm Igor in essence. It's Igor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I met a, uh, I know someone um, who's a model. Oh, and okay. I'd seen, uh, you know, you used to see her billboards up. Uh, she did a Ciroc campaign with Diddy and she did a few other things. Yeah. But then you meet her in person and you're like, God, this is even the camera. The camera does not do you justice. <laughs> and she is a freaking model. You're like, ah, oh, it's not fair. This is not fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's the nicest person you're going to meet, which is, which is cool. She yeah. could have been, you know, a bitch. Oh, totally. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, enough yeah. about the beautiful people back to us pro magnans. <laughs> Those knuckle draggers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, what, yeah, that's the other thing. You see long shot and you're like, I believe this. Good for you, yeah. Seth Rogen, because he also plays the dear God, is this happening? Right. Type of moment very well. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I think it's it's a it's a tremendous amount of fun. Yeah. With uh, a good chunk of heart and the just that. It was a pandemic movie, like early on in the pandemic, I think. Yeah, I, I remember know. that. Yeah. Uh, just looking for things to watch and be like, I don't, is this going to be? And then finished it. And I was like, that was, that was good. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, I gotta see it, I guess. Cause, and this one is a little more definite because everyone says it's great. I've no, I've met no one who has said it wasn't good and that it was, cause I remember when I saw the trail, I was like, Oh my God, they're trying to sell this idea that she would be interested in him. That's ridiculous. Um, but everyone has said it's really, really good. And it's uh, a lot more touching than you think a lot more, you know, um, sweet. And it's not sweeter than you think. So, all right, I'll give it a chance at some point right after the American pickle. Is that what it's called again? An American pickle. An American pickle. I would go long shot first. <laughs> oh, Where, fair enough. 
Okay. Yeah. For once again, like I said, long shot, more like an eight, nine. I mean, yeah. pardon me, uh, American pickle. I think a long shot, it still has a chance of being like six, seven. Wow. Okay. Um, all right. So my number two is uh, the night before. I, I have not seen it. Dude, dude, I cannot recommend it, especially if we're rounding into Christmas now. I highly, 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 highly recommend it. To me, this is the last gasp of Seth Rogen in these type of films, um, you know, with drugs and all this kind of stuff involved and the funniness around it all. It's him and Anthony Mackie, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you know, essentially most of the MCU or some of the MCU and some of the uh, 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 DC stuff with Joseph Gordon-Levitt being in Dark uh, Dark Returns, but like arises rather. But this film itself has some interesting stuff throughout because he's a husband of Jillian Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Jewish. Uh, and him and his friends would usually get together and they're getting together for the first time in a long time. They used to get together when they were younger. But Anthony Mackey is like this pro athlete receiver in the NFL. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is doing what he's doing, but he's going through a breakup from Lizzie Kaplan, I think. Um, and he's navigating all of that. Uh, and they get into some of the most insane shit because they're going to blow it out for one night. They're going to blow it out one last time to help him kind of deal with the fact that the breakup hurt him. Uh, and so they're, they're getting together and he's George Gordon Levitt is like cynical through most of the movie because he doesn't believe they can recapture this stuff. Um, and Rogan is the one who kind of dials in cause he hasn't done drugs in a long time. He dials in too hard and mm. gets into these weird ass uh, situations that are hilarious. Um, and Michael Shannon plays the drug dealer, Mr. Green, who is this, weird uh, drug dealer and how interesting he's choice it. yeah it's so so good but dude there's a lot of humor but aside from the humor there's a lot of actual real commentary about relationships and real commentary about um respecting women in a relationship and how a man approaches a relationship you know there's, there's both sides it isn't just one-sided so i really appreciated that seeing from joseph gordon levitt's point of view seeing from lizzie kaplan's point of view and then also how seth is dealing with because he keeps running into his wife who is out with her parents and her Jewish family around uh, um, New York. So he keeps, Oh no, actually I think, yeah, I think so. No, no. uh, They're Catholic. He's Jewish. And so they keep, he keeps like stumbling into these areas where his wife is at with her parents. And it's, he's just, they, every time they see him, he's worse and worse. So it just, it just leads to a lot of funny stuff, but he is, so damn good in it uh doing one last like blowout like this and i really appreciate it and i think the film has a really sweet message by the end a good message by the end along with all the humor and so and anthony mackie stuff as well what he's navigating uh because he's taking steroids and so it's like all of this stuff that gets involved so okay yeah so yeah just highly recommend it it's a uh, now on my uh christmas viewing list every christmas because that film is so good um all right what's your uh what's your number one i think I, i've got a better much better chance of seeing that this year than you yeah. do of american pickle in the next five years <laughs> just for that i'm gonna fucking watch it this week and i'm gonna skip the nfl and i'm gonna watch your american Why? Pickle you shouldn't do that the nfl is gonna be a better product for you <laughs> i don't know yeah, we're doing we're not doing so bad dude that was a great game if we beat the Vikings, man, if we just beat, we'd be looking at a real interesting situation if we'd held on to that 10 point lead, bro. But, dude, 
I love watching your quarterback. It, it may not be leading to victories because that defense just keeps giving up points, but he well, is a fucking rock star, dude. We traded our best defensive player. So. <laughs> exactly. The defense defense was stout before, and now it's which I, I understand the move. Yeah, yeah. It's a position that you can find somebody else of value in. You don't need to pay them what Roquan Smith is more than likely going to get on the open market. I, I the logic of it makes sense. Still sucks. But mm-hmm. he has rounded into what was killing me before was I dropped back to pass. It didn't even seem like he went through his progressions. He yeah, would just run. He just run. Yeah. And now at least he goes through the progressions real quick and realizes I don't have shit. I'm running. Yeah. But at least he's going through the progressions. Uh, I'd, I'd still like to see him passing more, but there are worse quarterbacks right now in the NFL for passing. So cool pass. yeah, he's pretty electric. He was pretty yeah. electric past, you know, four games. I watched that, uh, lions game, uh, between, cause it was just like crazy. And you know, it sucks that you guys lost. Cause I was actually cheering. I'm I'm not cheering for the bears. Cause I like this kid. Cause I was ready to write this kid off last year. I was like, this, he's not good. I was too. I was like, this right. is fucking, you know, this is unfortunate. This he doesn't look must. like he's got it. Yeah. Yeah. And we might actually have a quarterback for the first time in my life. Babe. I hope that inspires the GM and the owner there to kind of go out there and find, cause find the players to compliment him because I agree with you. I think he, I, you know, he threw two touchdown passes. He ran for two. Yeah. But if you, if you start to surround him with a little higher level talent on both sides of the ball, I think he's going to settle down and not want to run as much um, because he's still trying to prove himself and hopefully he figures it out and, and, Cause that's longevity. Oh shit. Longevity is not running too much. You told, yeah, you, you know, the rare quarterback it slows down. So yeah, you need to, that's what the other problem of like, it's great that he could run, Yeah, but that's not the position. Right. Um, you don't need your quarterback doing 61 yard touchdown runs every game. You, you, you no. can't survive. Yeah. Uh, well, at least he's not going to make it more than a couple of years. Yeah. Cause he's just right. going to continue to get rocked and eventually it's going to knock him out. Yeah, because they're going to start ex- defenses. Uh, defenses oh, yeah. always acclimate. Always Dude, well, acclimate. plus free shot on the quarterback. Yeah. Guys are going to be teeing off if you're not sliding. Yeah, um, which I can't blame them. They're they're so many rules. Yeah, go against the defense. It's just like, well, if I can get a free shot on the quarterback, I'm taking it. If you're in their field, if you're in their area, they're going to yeah, take I, the shots. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, knocked up right for both of us. Yeah, that's okay. yeah. When we were doing this list, like, well, that's clearly going to be the number one. <laughs> I mean, it launched him into the stratosphere of yeah. We now know Seth Rogen's name because before this, it was like, oh yeah, he's that guy and this thing, right? And I don't know that you knew his name necessarily. Well, I like the performance and I like the film because it's not. Um, how can I say this? It's not easy to telegraph what's going to happen, and he legitimately believes that the way he operates in life is the correct way to operate for him. Yeah. Isn't till the shit actually starts to hit the fan that he makes the changes. You know, I think of that scene where there he's out with Paul Rudd and um, Leslie Mann and Heigl and they're sitting and Rudd and him are, are just having a great time being dudes. Right. And the two women are upset about it. And it, and later he, he you know, eventually it all comes to, and they go out to Vegas and have that weird ass trip with the drugs and everything. But like, it's all about him learning like, okay, dude, this was great, but you got to settle down. And I like the way you see the journey go with him. He is unapologetic about who he is. And then when the turn happens, it's as he's as committed to it as he was being a stoner and not having any direction in his life. He's just as committed to trying to be better for her. 
and trying to be better for the baby. And so I, I it so works. And yeah, Bash Heigl, people can bash Heigl all they want. She's fucking great in this movie, man. And it's a she shame. Is. It's a shame. It's a shame that all this other stuff got in the way because she probably could have been in the Apatow verse for years, maybe playing the Rose Byrne stuff that she does now in all these comedies. That could totally be Heigl, you know? Yeah, it, uh, it just, it submarined her likability. Yep. Yeah. That coupled with all the stuff that came out from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Roughly right around this this time. But when she attacked the thing that elevated her above appealing towards the demographics that they do on Grey's Anatomy to now yeah. you're reaching the other side of the aisle. Yeah. 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 And you have rarefied air for a working actor in this town. Yeah. yeah. Uh and to see that because yeah, she's she's great. And I was like, oh, I totally watch her. And numerous other things. And now I don't I don't know that I've ever seen another Katherine Heigl movie, even though she made several more right around that time period. Although yeah, yeah, she did like 27 dresses and yeah. Yeah. The uh, there was the one. all or nothing. Was that her with yeah. Ashton Kutcher? Oh, there right. Was, yeah, that's right. She did the they one. were like what, bounty what hunters or Vegas? something. It's not the one what happens in Vegas. Now, what happens in Vegas is Cameron Diaz. Oh, okay. With My Ashton bad. Kutcher. My bad. Yeah, she does. Or no, was the Bounty Hunters one with Gerard Butler? The Bounty Hunter was with, or, or yeah, or yeah, yeah. The mm, no, the Bounty Hunter was one with Aniston and Butler in the Bounty Hunter one. The one with Butler is where he's like this male talk show host who's very misogynistic, and she has to kind of figure out what to do, how to navigate that with him because they they are working together on a project or whatever. Or she gets assigned to be his producer, I think. So. I think that's what happens. When is when was knocked up? Two thousand seven. So it wasn't that long ago. Only fifteen years ago. Yeah, then one it's for the money. Addresses. Oh, sorry, go ahead. What? One for the money is what I was trying to think of. Oh, yours okay. was the ugly truth. The ugly truth. Yep, yep, yep. And the one she did with uh, Kutcher's killers. That's the one she did with Kutcher, where they're okay. both assassins or whatever. Yeah, totally believable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a shame I, you know she's tried to come back but the the stain is too big yeah Man, yeah i think at this that. point she just i mean she likes i i saw an interview complaining about being labeled as such and i was like yeah. i don't know that we labeled you with that uh more so that you did those things and now it's kind of what yeah. we associate with you yeah well, you see it happening now. Everyone's doing a documentary on themselves to say like, oh, I was mistreated back then. And it's like, I never did anything wrong. And it's like, well, no. And I agree with you. The media was merciless and totally understand that. But also by the same token, there are more than enough testimonials of how you were behind the scenes, man. So yeah, that's, well, I think that's the, where, yeah, I can't buy into this stuff. The Grey's Anatomy stuff is yeah, where seemed like most of the cast but the production crew the writing staff the producers yeah, yeah they all turned on you because you turned on them first well she literally said that she didn't deserve to get nominated yeah for it, which was nothing insult to the writers yeah. nothing was written that was strong enough for her and you're like do you understand how hard that is especially for a network 20 some odd episode run Get the fuck out of here. Who, what do you expect? I can't win with this team. I yeah. can't win with this team. Precisely. 
That's why you don't do those things. Exactly. Maybe behind closed doors, you talk to Chandra and be like, I don't think I deserve it. I don't, you know, blah, 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 blah. Take the award, man. Take the fucking award. Just take the fucking award. Always. Always. Or if you're not going to take the award, do the Ving Rames where you're like, hey, Jack Lemon, are you here? Come up on stage, man. You're awesome. Please take this. Graciousness is never a negative. People no. respect that very much, especially when you're a Hollywood person and they're looking for reasons to not like you. All right. Anyway, that's our uh, top 10 Seth Rogen movies. Thank you to everybody who uh, was listening to us. Are we going to put this thing together here, Matt? That we will. So Knocked Up seems like the no-brainer. Yes, absolutely. And after that, uh, I would guess 50-50. Yeah, I think that sounds good at number two. Yeah, that's a 3-4 situation. Okay. Um, Jobs you had where, Steve Jobs? Four. four. That's four, six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because disaster I had lower. Yeah, I had five. I had five. Yeah, and I had that at nine. All right, so we'll go Stevie Jobs. Dude, I'm just about at the tail end of my energy. <laughs> Well, we are wrapping it up, baby. I know. All right, so what what was your two again? Um, Oh, my two Uh, was the night before. The night before. uh, All right, it's that versus long shot. Mm -hmm. I got a coin. Oh, flip a doozle. All right. Well, I haven't seen, we both haven't seen the other. We haven't, yeah. All right, the night before takes it. Oh, nice. It's nice to win once every once in a while. Win one every once in a while. The guy who won the last coin flip. Um, I have my three American pickle. Okay. <laughs> Which I will be watching. You know what, motherfucker? I might watch that tonight. Fuck you. I might watch it tonight. <laughs> Just to spite you. should you. watch Long Shot. You should watch Long Shot. <laughs> well, it's less time to watch the pickle are you just gonna pick up even though it's been a year and something since oh i figure i think i can figure it out i think i can figure it out yeah i can't do that shit when it's been that long (laughs) um i would say the disaster artist next okay we have three spots left okay and we have 40 year old virgin in common and super bad so those got to go on okay so i guess i'll do super bad next do you have that higher than 40 year old uh, super bad is ten for me, so forty year old is eight. Oh, all right. Well, they do forty year old next. Super bad, and then uh, what's your next highest? I have my five. Um, we did knocked up. We did night before fifty fifty. Steve Jobs and disaster artist. So go ahead with your five, man, because that's my five. Pineapple Express. It is. Oh, it got on there. Nice. Okay. All right. Are we ready? Yep. Okay. The top 10 Seth Rogen movies. Yeah. At number 10. Pineapple Express. At number nine. Super bad. At number eight. Uh, the 40-year-old virgin. At number seven. The disaster artist. At number six. An American pickle. <sighs> At number five. Long shot. At number four The night before At number three Steve Jobs At number two 
And our number one Seth Rogen film is... It is Knocked Up. So there it is. So thank you to everybody that tuned in. Um, If you're hearing this in the States, we hope you have a good uh, Thanksgiving. Enjoy your holiday. And I'm sure we'll be gorging ourselves on all types of uh, turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing and everything else. Let's do it. And uh, you can follow the show at Top 10 Show, all spelled out. Otherwise, on Instagram and YouTube, it's forward slash the Top 10 Podcast with the number 10. So please hit us up over, over there. And you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. And check out my other show, uh, Settle the Score. You can find that anywhere you get podcasts. Or if you'd like to watch it, you can go to YouTube.com forward slash Matt Nost. Who you got this uh, coming up? Who you got coming up? Uh, this. Oh, let's see. By the time they're hearing this, we're doing a special Star Wars show. Ooh. Because Andor is finishing up the day before it releases. Nice. Who are you bringing on? Ellis? Uh, well, the people will have to tune in oh, to uh, find out. It is a, a Star Wars show, so we're bringing on all the, the people from said Star Wars show. Nice. Nice. Okay. So a, Good fucking, stuff. It's going to be a madhouse. There's numerous <laughs> people. Um, all right. Well, there you go. That's where you can follow me at the Roka says on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, the Outlaw Nation on Twitch. Um, my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John Roka says, help me get to 25,000 subscribers. I'm so close. Head on over there. And uh, my other podcasts, The Cinephiles, uh, The Geek Buddies, and The Hot Mic that are out there for you all to enjoy as well. Oh, and by the way, I've started my own sports channel and my own pro wrestling channel. They've uh, they've uh, spun off into their own YouTube channel. So Game Time is its own YouTube channel and uh, Strong Style is its own YouTube channel. As if I'm not busy enough, now I'm doing that. I move them off the Outlaw Nation. So if you will... Like the sports conversations, please head on over there or the pro wrestling conversations and subscribe. Now, there you go. Um, all right. Well, thanks everybody for watching or listening to this episode of uh, the top 10. We appreciate it madly. And uh, we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode here of the top 10. Peace and happy Thanksgiving. Ooh.